Welcome to Podcrastination with Andy and Lizzie. This is the weekly podcast where we discuss productivity, or more often than not, the lack of it. If you're enjoying listening, please subscribe, leave a review, and a lovely five-star rating. This week, we're talking back pain and career paths with a sprinkling of joyful, joyful stuff as well. So let's get into this week's episode. Hey, Lizzie. Hey, Andy. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. Thank you, I think. I mean, that was a little bit high pitched, but I'm okay. How are you? Is that kind of like how Ross... I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, yeah, no, that's that's it. And that's how I feel most days. You know, when someone asks you, how are you doing? Normally out in the street, how are you doing? Reaction is fine, whatever you are. How are you doing? That's... You're dropping all the friends references. Wow. <laughs> you. I mean, it sounds like you are loving your work there. Could I be more proud? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good, good. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're feeling good. Yeah. Uh, are you? Have you had a good week? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, really, really good. I think I briefly mentioned last week that I'd had a really productive day and I was feeling really, really good. And I just want to echo that again. Really, my I feel like my mojo's back. I just. I feel myself, feel really contented and I feel like I've got a bit of creative spark back and it's it's great when you've been missing this feeling for months, when you get it back, it's just like, oh, it's like magic. It just feels delicious. I love it. It's really good. Is there is there anything that you're sort of doing that's keeping it there or is it just naturally staying there for a while? Do you think? I have I've been fortunate enough to bubble with my dad and spend some time in Wiltshire. And that's obviously just been the absolute best medicine. I have had a bit of company rather than being isolated on my own. And I've been able to be in a different part of the country and do daily walks just somewhere else. The routine is very much the same. You know, I'm still working from home. We still can't go anywhere and the shops still aren't open or anything like that. But just to mix that up a little bit and do it somewhere else has clearly just done me the world of good. And, it, it you know, when we're in this situation, it just makes you realise, doesn't it, what the small, little, tiny things in life that are the most important. And just having that different interaction and stimulation is clearly having a really positive effect on me so you know I know I'm really lucky to be able to kind of go and do that and that's not available to everybody but it has done me the world of good and given the state that I was in before Christmas of just really not feeling great I just I'm not like yeah I'm just bouncing now it's great good bouncing through February it's really good because I think like you say the seasonal affective disorder is it seasonal affective disorder Basically, the whole winter syndrome where we all feel colder nights, etc. And the, the dark days and everything like that can impact your mood. But anything that you can do, especially at the moment, to break the norms must be working. It sounds like it's working. There's some creativity and, and positivity. And long may it continue. You know, I can't stress that enough that you're staying obviously well within guidelines and everything. And, and isn't that such a horrible world that we live in where you have to always stress stuff like that? You are, but even just that slight tweak to your normality has really improved how you're feeling about it and and put a positive outlook and I know it's not for everyone to be able to do but just subverting that norm because every day feels the same but sometimes there are little things that we can do and we're both trying to explore that. Well actually this reminds me of a TikTok that I saw this week so um, I follow this psychologist and she said that at the moment because we are experiencing the same people, the same routine, the same new 
news, there is a lack of novel stimuli. So it's all repetitive thoughts and feelings. And that causes the brain to go into like a default mode and it just sort of shuts down and it's unable to then kickstart itself back up and you go round and round and round with the same thoughts. So if you're somebody who's particularly sort of anxious or has intrusive thoughts, then they can really sort of go into overdrive at times like this. Um, She said that the best way to, to change this is to do something that you've never done before and she ends her TikTok hanging upside down from her bedroom ceiling and you know as as an example of of something to do so yes you might not be able to leave the house but maybe you can hang upside down hang upside down somehow so yeah if you can't go bubble with somebody elsewhere um or what have you there there is still things you just got to use a bit of imagination and just shaking up getting the stimuli going or whatever she says will just make huge difference it's brilliant so adding something in you've never done before i.e watching certain films that you've never seen before is that Oh, yeah, that's why I've had a good week. I yeah. watched not just Sister Act, but Sister Act 2 as well. Yes, finally, you have joined the rest of the world. Yes, and our number one listener, Lizzie, she messaged me today going, I don't even know you. <laughs> when she listened to that episode and found out that I had never watched Sister Act, she was shocked that I'd never seen it before. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm now part of the gang. It only took me, how old did you say that film? was 30 years old nearly yeah nearly 30 years i've looked it up since so since last week it turns out it was 1992 and i think the sequel was like 94 it's fine it's not a problem but i'm just gonna put it out there you've got a lot of great films from the 90s still to get through so we'll work on it yeah well um you know we are all about procrastination so (laughs) 30 years of putting something off it's okay but there's i mean now that you've seen it you know there's in jokes is is this week's quote gonna be if you want to go somewhere and you want to be somebody you better wake up and pay attention you know that for anyone that hasn't seen sister act two you won't really understand that yeah and i didn't i text you a quote and i've forgotten what it was like if we were prepared when we record this podcast then maybe I, w- you, I would have said that you uh text me saying if you wake up in the morning and all you can think of is writing then you're a writer exactly when I heard that I was like that is so relevant to you yeah. and what you were saying a couple of episodes ago about having imposter syndrome and not feeling like you really are a writer well if you think about it a lot Andy then you are love it love it thank you sometimes that's not my first thought when I wake up in the morning it's the dog needs to go out you know it depends it really depend do i really have to get up yeah that that's one have i got time to do a workout no oh should i sleep longer all of these things all of these what what did i put off yesterday no so i'm really really happy i'm so glad that you are now part of the sister act fraternity or sisterhood i don't know what we'd call it convent isn't it that's the one our friendship is is fully cemented now that you've watched those i'm not not sure of any other films we'll come up with them as we go along yeah you need to give me a big long list of everything that I should have seen yeah before you've seen Home Alone right yes I've seen Home Alone okay just put I'm just trying to understand where to to start this list from so you briefly mentioned uh, waking up in the morning and not thinking about doing exercise so does that mean you're not doing the lead mills anymore I, I will have you know that I have completed week two as of this morning. Woohoo! 
Yeah. Boom, screen. through the screen. Let's let's get that lovely podcast high five going on. Do you know what? I've been really excited by it. It's uh, another four workouts in the bag. They're definitely getting harder. My goodness, they ease you in. It's like a cult now. <laughs> well, you've done more exercise than I have this week. Well, you know, it was only a matter of time, really, before I had one week where that happened. It had to happen. If we do this for 52 weeks, it's got to happen one week. That was my goal. Yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying F all February or sit down February or whatever it was that we called it. I think F all February uh, sounds good. Yeah, I, I'll I'll take it on the, the chin. They're, they're going to get a bit harder next week, but I'm I'm ready for it. And it, you know, you asked me last week which I if I enjoy the running or or if I enjoy this more, and I'm genuinely as as knackered as I am after this last one. I only finished the last one this morning. I know that they're getting longer over the next few days but I'm ready. I'm, I'm sort of thinking, right, I'll have tomorrow off, but yeah, I'm ready for the next one. I'm ready for the one after that, hopefully. And naturally, there's some aches and pains, I'm not going to lie, but it feels good to have got it done. And a big tip. I always think those those like aches and pains are quite satisfying, really, even if it is difficult to go up and down stairs sometimes. Yeah, it's oh, it's the one in, it's the ones in the back, the ones that let you know how old you are. Oh God, don't I know it. Oh, I have such issues from sitting down all day long and oh yeah lower back's not good is it no i think that's part of the problem because the the people that you see doing these workouts it's their job to do these workouts so they don't do them and then come and sit down for nine hours, 10 hours of a day at the desk. And seize up. Yeah, and seize up. And some of them might. Obviously, there's a lot of personal trainers out there at the moment that will be doing plans and this, that and the other. But it feels like I'm very much in the office lifestyle you know the nine to five element that normally has hindered every aspect because you don't you sit inside all day and you're at a desk and and you very much get into that stigma of office life versus health and exercise so yeah my my lockdown free i.e everyone else's lockdown one life continues in gusto i think and you're fully fully committed to the at-home workouts i am i am i mean by this time next month i will probably have my own fitness channel i mean i'm mess i'm fully <laughs> the new mess- joe wicks the new joe wicks i mean i think i was i was there long before joe wicks i just don't have the accent for it <laughs> well it's funny you should talk about back pain and stuff because I've, as i say i've been suffering with that quite a bit a bit but um something that's happened at work the last couple of weeks once in a sort of a group setting and then once sort of just on my own as well there's a, someone at work who keeps referring to me as young okay. and this has been like playing on my mind a little bit because i don't really like being referred to as young and i know that sounds an odd thing to say because everybody no one wants to admit that they're getting older do they and <laughs> Everyone everyone wants to feel young, but maybe not be presumed to be young. Yeah, and so I am younger than this uh, person, but, you know, I am somebody who has a mortgage, back pain, and the inability to stay up past midnight. I don't feel very young. <laughs> and so I just kind of wonder what this perception is. And it's been it's been playing on my mind. And I think because we talked about imposter syndrome the other week and is something that I suffer from, I can doubt myself sometimes that it, that's just like a little earworm 
firm it's kind of got inside me and it's made me wonder how do other people perceive me and young could be seen as a positive word you know it someone might be calling me that because they can see that I'm enthusiastic and I'm energetic and I've got this lust for life it could it could be that but I also think that there's negative connotations to the word young and it's often associated with inexperience or you know lack of responsibility and I think the the person that said this has not meant any malice in it has not even really even thought probably thought that they've said it you know it's just a word that's said in passing but it's people have to be careful what they say and that's loaded and it's all part of an impression that someone's built in their mind about me and I and I just wonder exactly what that impression is and I do wonder if perhaps because I'm not married and I don't have children that that somehow you know makes me seem a bit younger like I'm not the youngest person in the team so for this to have been said in a group setting where I'm not the youngest person as well it just didn't sit right but I am the only one who's unmarried so I don't know it's just what like what do you think am I being oversensitive am I being paranoid I don't I don't think paranoid um and uh, probably not even oversensitive I think everyone has perceptions and whether we like it or not we probably have our own perceptions of other people it's how you how you communicate those and you don't have to commute that you know the the world is a platform that you do not have to have uh, a public opinion on everything but if if you've got a perception of someone good or bad not letting it slip out is probably part especially in a work environment it's probably part of the professional courtesy because it can only sort of lead to to a negative feeling usually well the fact that i'm you know that i'm even talking about it it's it's affected me and it's it's making it's something that's i've thought about a lot over the last few days i think the imposter syndrome is probably a really big part of that because there there will be there will be people possibly even in your team you know and if it happened in 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 an environment i was working in there'd be people that if that was them that it was referred to as they might not even pass it you know by in their mind but like you said that people do have to be careful because actually if it is based on the perception of you know like you say being single not being and not having kids those sorts of things then it's um there could be an element of jealousy you know that there is you don't actually know that the bit behind someone's perception yeah, just comes you know, out as I, as I say it could be meant as a compliment and that somebody is is looking at the world that i live in and go oh I had that once when I was young. You know, it could be yeah. like that. But then, you know, this is this is my my life, and I don't have children, and I'm not married, and that might not ever change. Like I I don't know. They are things that I want for myself, but I also am not going to put undue pressure on myself to respond on yeah. hinge. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I don't take responsibility, do I? But, you know, my life is not without experience either, you know, and I'm not just talking about in my career, although I do have 12 years marketing experience, which I think, again, it just I don't feel very young. Like, I don't feel like I'm in the early parts of my career. I feel sort of very much set in my career, but I've still got ambitions of where I want to go and the kind of role that I want to do. And so, again, if somebody's sort of perceiving me as being not experienced perhaps that could stop me being able to progress in that way Mm -hmm. but yeah I have different experiences I am not married and have children as I've said many times now (laughs) is this this how I'm dating now I just keep telling everybody I'm I'm single I'm single yeah this is this is your public forum now (laughs) slide into our dms 
Yeah, you can you can answer those ones. But you know, I traveled to the other side of the world on my own and I lived in another country and worked in another country for a while. I lost my mum when I was 24 suddenly and to go through a sort of a life experience like that at such a young age, a difficult thing to deal with at any point in your life, but I have a level of maturity that comes off the back of that experience as well because it was life-changing and there are people in their 50s who still haven't experienced the loss of a parent so you know we all have a different makeup don't we we all have different experiences that shape our lives and I think just because mine isn't that conventional path that people follow through their 20s and early 30s it's I don't know again maybe I'm I just wonder if maybe I'm I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think there's there's a a lot of culture that and stigma around like single people and you know I've got a a friend and an ex-colleague she has been a journalist for a while and and freelance writer and she puts out a weekly uh, newsletter called the single supplement in which she talks about very similar themes to what you're sort of suggesting I'm not probably the target market for these things but I see the themes that she puts out and it actually makes me more and more aware of you know how perception can be against people that are choosing to live a single life in in many respects and I think there's a lot to be said for people that are maybe closed off or you know from actually uh, allowing these thoughts and feelings to be anything other than a narrow-minded perception you know they've got their idea of how someone's life should be and there are people behind these you know that there's there's a choice some people choose to to live a certain life and who is that other person to not only make a judgment but make a public judgment yeah or an unconscious judgment yeah yeah and and I think it's you know I am not an expert in any of that context is a very hard thing to to judge but we should just all be a little bit more savvy with our our mindset and you know a little bit more conscious with how we can be perceived by other people and especially at the moment you know there's a lot of bad stuff happening in the world isn't there we're surrounded by negativity let's be the positive spark or or the the bit of light in someone's day rather than even unconsciously you know just have a word with yourself it's the first time I've experienced something like that where something that someone said has made me feel uncomfortable and I know a lot of people you know whether it's race or sexual orientation or you know some people experience sexism or what have you you know I don't think I've ever experienced any of those uh, before but this is the first time that I, I guess I've experienced something along those lines. And hopefully the first and and last. Not that it is necessarily discrimination. I'm not saying that it is at all. But it's this perceived perception, a potential bias, potentially. And what implications that could have for me and my role and my future in that role as well. Yeah, which are all things you have to consider. And someone else may not consider those so it, it's something to process maybe you know and and these are conversations how do you how do you bring this up you know it, do you hit it head on how will that impact all of these things can really play on your mind so it's um you're not alone in it i think there's, there's diff- plenty of different scenarios that can come across badly definitely feels good to have said it out loud and to have been able to talk to you about it 
Good. I'm glad. And that's all. This and hopefully, is... as well, us putting this out in the world will make other people think about that a bit more as well, hopefully. Yeah, that's because all we can I'm ask. I'm sure there are things that we've all said that may have had a context to somebody else that was not necessarily intended. Yeah, exactly. And like I say, we all have our perceptions. Whether we like it or not, know it or not, we quite often make judgments and those can fester or, or even unconsciously just linger somewhere in the back of the mind. But it's what you do with those, I guess, that, you know, if you're if you're narrow minded, you you stick with them. Or if you are open minded, you let it be challenged and uh, changed. Yes. Something to think about. Absolutely. You know, as much as you might take how someone thinks about you or you, you perceive that they think about you, just take a step back sometimes. And this is goes for anyone and we all have to do it. Take a step back, realize what you've done to get where you are, realize where you want to go. And in the long term, is it a roadblock? Or is it actually, you know, some sort of sign to, to just progress past it, learn from it, you add it to that list of things that we have experience of? I think that's a very good way of looking at it. I will add it to my life experience. We've definitely got to just understand that sometimes it's just the person that you're dealing with. So if it's in a work environment, then it's it feels different. If a friend suddenly said to you, you know, oh, you're looking youthful or, you know, you've got a glow about you and, and or you, you met someone. I, I was told today or asked today, shall we say, by someone that I've known for a while, but, you know, through work situations that they, they thought, A, they guessed my age were, afterwards was slightly older than I am, but had asked me, are you, uh, are you 40 yet? And, and yeah, yeah. Um, they then said, I didn't, I didn't think you were, you, I thought you were 30, 36, but anyway, I won't reveal too much, but basically that conversation, I was like, do you know what? I'll take it as a conflict in, in the exact sort of the, the opposite way in some respects, because they're not looking at me like a, you know, a, a young, fresh faced person straight out of college, uni or whatever. They're, they're considering me as a as a peer in that respect, thinking, you know, they're, they're sort of 10, 15 years older. But it felt it didn't didn't feel condescending. It felt like yeah. a, a slap in the face, to be honest. I know I know lockdown's been hard on us all, but I didn't realize it had been that hard. But you're you know you're seeing that as, as a mark of respect, and you know someone acknowledging your experience. And I don't know, like I I can be really critical of myself sometimes. I think because I am quite introverted and I'm not a peacock, so I don't need to be center of attention and I don't need to be a show off and I think that's to my detriment sometimes because I can be a bit of a wallflower I don't like confrontation and so perhaps maybe I can be a bit of a pushover in the workplace and then perhaps that is adding to this notion of me being a bit younger because I don't have that confidence to speak out but that's not that I don't have that confidence because I would absolutely speak out about something that I feel needs to be done and I think that I do my job in a a good way I do it in the way that is the best for me but I also you know I can't help the person that I am and my personality and that is somebody who is just a little bit shyer that's fine that changes every single day I still feel like I'm assertive and I assert myself I've seen producer Lizzie and I know that you do (laughs) 
So I, I know it's there and I know that work can, I think it can vary as well day by day. Some days just really hit us, don't they? And, and possibly more so now when you're only getting interaction from people, from colleagues, like you said, you know, th- those same four walls. But if you have a one hour Zoom call with work, it is not the same as being sat for nine hours in an office together all day and bouncing something off or seething a little bit about something in an office environment is very different because because actually you've only got yourself to sort of discuss that with off the back of it. Yeah, I definitely probably play these conversations over in my mind a bit more. I also like an easy life. And so I work, I can adapt myself quite easily to work to somebody else's strength. So if I see somebody wants to be quite dominating in a situation and wants to have the final word on something, then I'll let them because I'm not that bothered either way. And I'd rather we get the work done as efficiently as possible and as amicably as possible. But equally, if I'm working with someone and I can see that they're looking for someone to take the lead, then I will absolutely slot into that and I will be able to navigate navigate that project in that way or whatever it might be because you know when I prefer to do it that way as well but you've got to use your emotional intelligence a bit haven't you to navigate your way through the world and that is something that I think is a strength of mine because I know that there's some people who can't see that can they they always want to be the dominating one if you get two dominating people trying to work together you can see the sparks fly well this is I mean this is why this podcast works so well clearly I think we're two of the same kind and and neither too dominating for it well you know in years to come we might both have forged our way to a dominating personality and just had creative differences and that's it i'm off i'm off to go hollywood what if one of us gets offered a deal and not the other i mean do we do we stick together or of course we do do we ditch the other one you know this is like a movie isn't it it is i mean i've already i've already said to you that you know if one of us or if we both got an offer for uh, strictly come dancing or dancing on ice you know i'm there you're doing that for well sure. strictly yeah strictly over dancing on ice i mean that just looks lethal I, I wouldn't be coming back to the podcast then not with all my limbs or whatever intact no no that's definitely not for me that one okay i no. do like celebrity master chef okay so we're, we're building it up see these are all complimentary things we, we're i love how we think we're gonna be celebrities i know nobody said it doesn't have to be celebrities like I say, it's a personality thing. We already know. We're, we're divvying up the responsibilities. See, going back to responsibility. With 350 listeners and it's already going to our head. I know. It's like a sense of zen on a cloud. We're sort of rising above it all, just looking down at our lovely listeners saying, thank you. Thank you. I think we should stop now. Yeah, <laughs> me too. We can cut all of that. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, this is this is obviously all coming across as a, a very good CV for yourself. But what I what I, I guess is leading me towards is how did you get here? You and I both, we've said before, went to the same university and, and had the same ideals at the time. Is it something that you've had planned out for, for you know that whole time? I don't think we've ever actually spoken about this because I know that for me, my my career path could have been very very different. I did not, you know, I, I did well in school. I don't know if you know, I was a head boy. Oh, that's right. I did not know that. <laughs> oh, yes. It's a secret that I keep from anyone that didn't know me at that time. That's and- amazing. Though. Well, you know, little. It was a, a proud moment, more so for my family than me, who. That's uh, incredible. 
who, who ended up having duties that you just don't get told about when you're asked to be head boy. You end. I even ended up in the local paper when the the school name changed, and you know you've got to be the face of the school and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't, I don't need this. I've got acne. I've got a bad haircut. You know, I want to be in the paper later in life. But it's it felt at that time. You know, I was I was quite academic, but I didn't want to go to college. And it took a conversation from like my head of year and and stuff like that. And then I got to college and and I was doing some bits that I I kind of had an interest in and meeting people and I was really glad I'd I'd gone but they all knew what they wanted to do and and I didn't want to go to uni at the time so I deferred the thought I had a a working gap here I didn't have any plans to to travel but it wasn't until I saw all the friends out at uni that I thought okay yeah it does look like something I'd I'd want to do and then it was only through conversations with friends that the course itself came up and these things it feels like I've not planned my life and my career out and put it off if nothing else and and fell into each pocket each part of my life so I'm always interested when people may have chosen a path or it's an interest or something like that I had no idea what I wanted to do and I'm not sure that I still do to be honest good that's why we're friends I wasn't particularly academic at school I didn't fail anything but I definitely lacked direction maybe Um, and I and I did okay but I think because I didn't have a goal to focus on I just sort of bumbled my way through it really and I've got an older sister who is a doctor and she always knew she wanted to be a doctor and knew from about the age of 13 the grades that she was going to need at GCSE and then at A level to be able to achieve that. I watched my older sister kind of go down that academic route. Never any pressure from our parents to do anything in particular. We were very much given the freedom to kind of explore whatever we wanted. She was brilliant. And I was just not like my sister in, in that sense. So I did okay at school. But I think I definitely didn't apply myself as much as I could. And I would have done a lot better if I did. I knew I wanted to go to college, but that I think was probably more to do with the lifestyle of it. I knew I wasn't ready to go and and work again because I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. The first half of school was awful because I got bullied and things. But later on, the last couple of years, and especially at college, it was just loads of fun. And I was with my friends and I really, really enjoyed that time. And then when when it came to picking A-levels, I didn't know what I wanted to do so I just picked random things which all makes sense to what I do now because I did business studies media studies and psychology which all tie into marketing that was like purely coincidence really my dad sort of steered me in the direction of business studies which is how I came to do that at university and again I just wanted to go to uni I just wanted the party yeah although I don't know if necessarily that is what I wanted it's just kind of that's what people did that was path that we went on that's what everybody was doing around me and so I sort of went along with it I didn't go to uni straight away like you I had a working year in mm-hmm. between which was great but I always just kind of knew I was going to go to uni I guess when I was at uni doing business studies marketing was the area that I enjoyed the most and so that was the path that I then followed yeah that's just like interesting because it, it feels very similar that some people can feel a lack of direction and be scared of it but actually some Sometimes you you come to certain realizations, and like you say, looking back, actually, you had an inkling of what you enjoyed at, at the time or wanted to do, and it's led you in some respect because those it comes back to the 
the passions, I guess, those were growing inside you at college age. But things like that just need a little bit of steer, a direction. So yeah, the business studies, my desire to do business studies was sort of just generic. But I actually changed my course last minute because a friend said, oh, do you know that there's a placement course? I was like, oh, no, okay. And that even steers you, you know, there's little forks in the road that you then end up in classes with different people at different times. So I'm very much always intrigued by how little life decisions can steer you. I know it sounds sad. Yeah, I think I, as I say, I wasn't necessarily that academic. And even at uni, I scraped through that, really. How I got a 2-1, I have no idea. But I have always been much better at just getting on with things and doing things rather than studying it. And it's interesting because now, much, much older, like it's what, 12 years since we graduated, I'm studying a lot more now and I am loving it. I am loving learning and I'm so much more committed to that reading and the essays and and the theory and getting into the nitty-gritty of it which I just did not do as a teenager or in my early 20s when I was at university. That's really interesting I think it's um, weird because a lot of people probably myself included I feel somewhat detached from learning in that respect. We're always learning. There's always courses that sort of may pop up in in a career. But yeah, it feels like that environment allowed you to be so, and it's a lot harder to do it now. As as you can tell, you know, I put everything off. It feels harder to be motivated to do it alongside work and life in general. So well done. Thanks. I always really like the idea as well that like I never feel trapped, and I love the opportunities that are available to us in the world. And I know that's quite a privileged thing to say, but I also just really like the idea that I'm only on my first career. like that. And that I can change direction at any time. And this is something that I've been chatting to somebody about, um, somebody who did some work for me a while back and he just finished university. He was trying to decide whether to do a master's or whether to take this internship. He was agonising over this decision and I just remember what that feeling was like of thinking that the decisions that you make at that point in your life are going to define your career for the rest of your life and I just said to him I was like do what feels right do the thing that you think you're going to enjoy the most because you will always do better at something if you're enjoying it and you're passionate about it and I just said it really doesn't matter if you want to go on a completely different career path or if you start doing this thing and then you decide it's not for you then you can change like nothing Nothing is ever final, is it? You can always change. And there is an element of having to restart. Yeah. For some people, it might be taking a salary step back or having to go and retrain and restudy, go back to university, whatever it might be. But it doesn't mean that you can't do those things and you can't change direction. And that excites me. It excites me that I don't know what I could be doing in 10 years time, five years time even. Marketing might be a thing of my past and I could be doing, well, I could be a world famous podcaster exactly you could be on uh, master chef and then get a, a book deal through cooking well funnily enough that is the direction that i would quite like to go in i See. really want to have my own food truck i love that you've you've please tell me you've seen chef i have seen chef I there, love that film. what a film everything there can't be with john what's his name john favreau, favreau. favreau. yeah, yeah. Uh, i challenge anyone to watch that and not want to ditch 
their career and just go and tour and open up a, a food truck. Yeah, my vegan food truck. I've got it all planned out. Love it, love it. You could do it. You could be a, a vegan food truck owner. You could tour America, find Hollywood. You know, like just keep changing these careers. No, I think it, it's so true. I've changed career a couple of times, even in the last however many, and and I've come back to something that I fell into after uni. And there's an element of finding your place and finding what your passion is. I'm very much of exactly on on your wavelength when it comes to just do what feels right which this past week has been a bit of writing so i'm proud to say that i've actually got another chapter in the bag of the book Amazing. yes a whole chapter a whole chapter so the word count that's taken me like eight years to get to i've added an extra like 10 percent of uh of that oh I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, no, it it's weird because that whole imposter syndrome piece, you know, we, we hark on about it, but it's it's there because it still feels like not my career. It feels like a side project. When you're actually in the flow of it, all you want to do is that. And when you when you get that feeling, I think it's a real steer, a direction as to where you really want to go. If you're doing something that gives you that buzz whilst you're you're doing it, then um yeah, run with it. Yeah, and I think it leaks into uh, other areas of your life then as well. And so you'll start enjoying work more and some of the boredom of the lockdown days will just be eased a little bit, I think. That's how it works for me anyway. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And and that psychologist that you found on TikTok, she she would say exactly the same. You've got to ease the ease the boredom or, or subvert the normal in any way you can. I mean, who would have thought that we start? So this is our episode 10 as well. So congratulations, double digits. I think, uh, yeah, I'm amazed. I'm amazed we've committed. Me too. But no, we are, we're, we're 10 episodes in. And who would have thought that when we started back and we were both just looking for that little spark that I would A, be saying to you, I've done four workouts this week. Plus I found time to add a chapter in and uh like i'm feeling positive about it you know and and i feel that hopefully that cycle continues and and for you it sounds like you're in a positive step there's some bit of bits that obviously have affected you but the rest of it feels positive oh yeah i mean i still i still feel really positive and productive yeah i mean do you feel like you've got a bit more of the work-life balance back no it's a simple (laughs) i mean you're being overproductive then because you're working still working long hours but you're still you're managing to actually be productive in those snatched moments that you're not working yeah it's i hate that part of my new normal at the moment appears to be at least two or three nights of turning off work at like nine o'clock at night or, or later and I know that work is very different for everyone, but for me, the balance, I, I like to get whatever the job is done. But sometimes you just do it because you know if you push it to tomorrow, you're just starting from a, a step backwards or two steps backwards. And so I just think, do you know what, get it done. But to counteract that, I've actually you know, not snoozed to the second alarm on a couple of things and I've got up and done the workout when I needed to or I've carved time in a, a lunch hour actually just to say, right I know I'm going to be working late so here's here's my little block of time in the day to get everything done 
doesn't always happen quite as rigid as that, as, as the mindset's changing. I feel it changing. That's good. I can see just by the way that you're talking about it that, you know, you're feeling really positive about it and excited by that. It's great it's to see that you, you're getting that productivity, that that's starting to, to come through. Don't expect the book to be finished anytime soon, but it's... <laughs> the, and there's, there's always trade-offs. So a little update, I've barely... I was about to say I've barely touched Louis Farouk this week. <laughs> You can have that. But no, there's not been many pages read of Louis Farouk this week. That's the PG version. Well, you can't do everything, though, can you? It's what you prioritised this week. I wouldn't beat yourself up about that. No, that's the way I'm looking at it. And that's part of my shift now, actually, I think. I used to beat myself up for everything. But now if you're productive in one piece, you can actually give yourself a break on the other bits and say, okay, well, that's fine. This this week is, if I continue with, with this, if I continue with the, the writing, brilliant. I'm sorry, Louis, but it might take a little longer. I've got some procrastination theory, which I think you might like. Go on. Especially because you told me you were a bit of a, a, bit of a swat at school in head boy. I don't think I use the word swat, but yes, go on. So uh, being a procrastinator could be the result of a strict upbringing which, in which putting stuff off until the last minute is a form of rebellion. And, I mean, this made me laugh because my parents weren't strict. Well, they were quite strict, but not in a... It wasn't in a bad way or what have you. And I was like, when I read this, it made me laugh because I was like, because I was such a loser who didn't do anything <laughs> rebellious as a child, this is exactly how I would rebel you know it's like not doing do you remember when you it was the school holidays and your mum would leave a list on the fridge of everything you needed to do and then you'd hear the car coming up the drive and you'd be like no quick gotta hang the washing out (laughs) gotta do the washing out gotta do the vacuuming yeah mine wasn't that strict I mean the more I look back on it the more I I see what my parents saved me from a, a life that could have been very different in a you know working class area shall we say but it's uh yeah, it's very much, there are definitely things that were regimented. So yeah, I could say that it could have some truth. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. That I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that a lot. You're, just, one, um, just one theory that I've come across. I like it. No, it is good. Guys, as always, we are very, very grateful for you listening in. So thank you very much. And we would love to hear from you. So contact us at podcrastinationpod on Twitter at podcast pod on insta and contact podcrastination at gmail.com is the email i got it right this week boom someone's been practicing all week on top of everything else that's just put my timings out and we really really love you slipping into our dms yes we do thank you very much so lily i hope you have a great productive week ahead but until then i will see you next tuesday i will see you next tuesday andy Bye. bye